0: Hello everyone and welcome into episode 5, what's going to be the last episode of season 1 of the Iron Stream podcast. And today we have the distinct privilege of interviewing Miss Rachel Dimsky. Rachel's new book, Anxiety Interrupted, is a deep dive into not only how anxiety affects people, but how your relationship with the Lord can grow during those times. And she draws on a lot of personal things that have happened to her. So it's not just this really advanced theological discussion there is a, a heavy element of that too but a lot of it is her own personal experience how anxiety has affected her and how her relationship with the lord has gotten her through those times so without any further ado here is our interview with rachel and anxiety Interrupt. I want to welcome everybody back in to episode five of the iron stream podcast today we have the distinct pleasure of having rachel Dimsky on the show she is the author of anxiety interrupted as well as a number of different works how are you doing this morning rachel
1: hey i'm good thanks thanks for having me
0: yeah absolutely um so just first i want to get a little bit of background about you how you got started as a writer um especially your background in your faith all that kind of stuff
1: yeah yeah so um i grew up in buffalo new york um where it is very cold and um i went to grove city college for uh, my bachelor's and always loved to write but thought it was something that i could never do and after i got married i was living in charlottesville virginia with my husband um, while he was coaching somewhere and didn't have a job so i thought i would just start writing and so i started freelancing. And then it really kind of took off and I ended up going back to get my MFA in creative writing from Chatham University and then started writing all the time after that.
0: That's awesome. And so just moving forward as you started writing more stuff, writing blogs, writing books now, uh, how did Anxiety Interrupted first as an idea form, and then eventually how did you get to the point where it? morphed into what it is now.
1: Yeah. So um, the year before I got married, I um, I was a fellows candidate, which in the fellows initiative is an amazing postgraduate program. They have these programs all over the country and it's nine months of taking seminary classes and counseling classes and being really involved with the church and just kind of a year of developing your worldview and asking questions. And So that year had a lot of unexpected, hard things for me. Um, Just I lost some close friends that year, um, and and there were a few really tragic accidents um, where we lived. And so it really kind of sent me, alongside asking these questions anyway, sped up the process of kind of asking, like, well, why are we here? Why does this life matter? Um, What do we do with grief and sorrow as Christians? And then I got married and then moved to Charlottesville and lived with my husband and didn't know a soul and was just left with kind of the wreckage of all of these questions. So when I started to write uh, for freelancing, I also started my own blog where I just started processing Um, the anxiety that comes with not knowing if God is sovereign and the anxiety that comes with asking really hard questions and writing was the best way for me to start processing that. As I continued um, with that, I started writing for some other sites and I wrote an article for relevant magazine called what my anxiety taught me about God. And the article just um, really kind of took off on relevant and had a lot of views within like 24 hours and I thought, wow, other people are experiencing the same thing I am and other people are asking these questions too. So maybe there's a lot more here than just some blog posts. So that's where I got the idea to, to kind of expand on it and write a book about it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned all the way back to your time in undergraduate stress with school, a number of different traumatic things, getting married, like a lot of stuff happening in a short amount of time. Uh, How much of you in your journey, working with your own anxiety and how the Lord came alongside you in that, how much of you makes it into this book?
1: So there's a lot of me in the book. There's a lot of my own personal story. Um, But I think the thing that really stuck out to me as I wrote the book and as I kind of lived through it was that there's a lot of God that... um, that reaches us in these places. And um, there's a lot in the Bible that speaks to being anxious and there's a lot to uh, speaking to worry. And so the book is kind of about my own personal journey encountering the God across time um, that deals with people who are anxious over all of human history. So it was kind of the reckoning of me as one small person encountering this big God who lives outside
0: of time. Yeah. And you talked about how therapeutic writing was and how eventually that, you know, led to your career now. And that's something that I can even echo in my own story in terms of how I got uh, to, you know, doing a podcast for Ironstream. Um, Mm -hmm. But how, in terms of if there are, and there are young men and women out there who are struggling with similar issues that you were either from external things or just their own internal anxiety, how would you, or how much would you recommend writing as an outlet to try and deal with those sorts of things?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think I would highly recommend it just because writing is something that can be done over time and something that can be done independently and on your own. And it's just such a good way to process all the things that are going on inside and just kind of put it on paper and for me, it, I'm an internal processor. And so it just brings a lot of clarity to be able to sit down and write and not even really know what I was going to say until I finished and then think, oh, I guess that's what, was, uh, that's what I was working through. Um, so I feel like it's incredibly valuable for people to do it.
0: And yeah. I think this book has a ton of different applications for all different kinds of people. But as you were writing it, Who did you have in mind specifically? I think that's an important question to ask authors. Who was in the back of your head as you were formulating this book to be put out in the market?
1: Hmm. I think the person in my head was myself uh, six years ago. Um, I think I was writing what I would have wanted to read as I was walking through uh, just those really dark days of questioning. Um, I think I just really wanted someone else to say, yeah, I get that. And I'm a Christian and I feel that too. And so I wanted this book to be that voice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just in terms of like a need that it can fill, uh, how do you think this book could be applied, not just for someone struggling with anxiety in their own individual life and walk with the Lord, but how outside of that in the church In a small group, how do you think people could read this book and have it help them?
1: Well, my hope for the book is that it would give people space to breathe in between the question and the answer. And the part of the motivation for writing the book was that sometimes when I ask questions or when I found other people around me ask questions, there's almost this fear in the church in asking questions like, is God good? And is God sovereign? Because we think if you ask that, you must not believe or you must not have faith. And um, I think it's important to recognize that it is very hard in this world to get far believing a sovereign God without asking some really hard questions. And I think it's important to be able to embrace the questions and to live in the not knowing and to recognize that it is okay to have doubts, and anxieties, and fears, because, it's because if God is sovereign, then we are held, um, even in our questioning. So um, my hope for people as they read it would be that it would just be um, a place where they could discuss in a safe place their own questions, doubts, and fears, while looking to the God who holds all of them.
0: Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying our interview with Rachel Dimsky. Just wanted to take a second to remind you that her book, Anxiety Interrupted, is available wherever books are sold. If you want to go through this book with your small group, in your church, in your house, with your family, whatever you want to use it for, it's a wonderful resource to try and understand anxiety and all of the issues that come with it from a Christian perspective. And so, if, you're build, if your book is building up to something, um, if you had one biggest takeaway that you wanted people to draw from it, what was? I guess I would say, what is the thing that you were trying to? What was the conclusion you were trying to lead people to as they are working their way through your book? I
1: think the place where I'm, where I would like people to end up when they finish the book is just to be able to take a deep breath and um, to know that we all have questions. We all have doubts. We all have fears and God knows that we have them and he, his heart toward us is so kind and so tender. So we can walk forward in whatever murkiness, whatever darkness we feel because God is light and he's not going to leave us where we are. And so, I would just want the book to feel like a, yeah, a breath that people could just stop and kind of look up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind of plays into the title too. Like the idea of interrupting anxiety and just being able to stop and take a breath. No, that's good. Hmm. Uh, Let's talk a little bit on the tagline on the front of the book. I think this is really good. And if you've read the book really plays into a lot of what it's about says, invite God's peace into your questions, doubts, and fears. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. What, for you specifically, we'll talk about you, and then we'll talk about, you know, macro, branching it out a little bit. What did that invitation look like, and uh, how difficult was it to really accept that pattern in your life?
1: Of accepting, of inviting God into my doubts, questions, and fears? Yeah, hmm Yeah, um, I think it was hard because it was... Uh, being almost willing to admit out loud that I have questions, doubts, and fears. And I've been a Christian almost my entire life. And I, as I grow older, they, they don't go away. And so I think for me, it was um, the, big, the big step was when I was living in, um, in Raleigh, when I had uh, just some unexpected things happening in my life going to God and saying, I don't know if you are actually good and I just need to say that. And then I need to read this word that you've given me and talk to these people and kind of work through it. But the biggest step for me was just in kind of saying that out loud.
0: Yeah. And so if you were to counsel somebody, I know you have a counseling background too. Um, If you were to counsel somebody on how to invite Got into those questions, what would be the first step and then subsequent steps after that?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I can, I can speak to that, I guess, from my own journey, what helped, what was good for me. Um, So I would say the first thing would just be to say that that's where you are and to let that be okay and not try to justify that or um, be defensive of that. Um, So just to kind of say, these are my, these are my questions. These are my doubts. These are all the things I cannot understand And then to know that if God is sovereign, then there is a reason for these questions and these things that we're walking through. So we can walk through them. So I guess the next step with them would be to, um, what really helped me was just rereading God's word without trying to defend or justify it, but just reading it for what it was. And in it, I found just so much of God's kindness towards the anxious heart, and found that none of my questions are a surprise to him, and none of them shook him, or he didn't say, Oh no, I don't have an answer for that. Um, So, being able to read through the Bible for what it actually was and see God's heart toward me. And then the next thing I think that really helped was being able to talk to other people about it because. I think it's becoming more um, open in the church. I think more people are talking about it now, but um, even six years ago, it was kind of a topic that you didn't really talk about your doubts or um, your fears with other people. And so to find other people that I could talk to about it and be honest with and um, vulnerable and not have them tell me that I just needed to have more faith, but actually sit and, um, sit in the questions with me was just so powerful and so healing uh, for me, um, to do it in community. So I would say those were the three steps, just admitting or saying it out loud and then reading the Bible for what it was and then, uh, bringing my questions to my community.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, just along those lines, like, the invitation of God into those fears and doubts is obviously first and foremost, the most important thing, but also inviting other people, like you said, and leveraging the community to help uh, meet you in that space, I think is also incredibly important. And just, um, if you were to meet somebody who were struggling with similar things that you, as you who may or may not be in a situation, you know, like you said, you weren't where there were a ton of friends around um, how would you advise them to handle that situation?
1: Hmm. Well, for me, yeah, I, at the time I didn't have, um, a lot of community in where at that time that I really felt like I could reach out to. So the people that I was reaching out to were family members and with people from other seasons. And, um, it was through like email and through phone calls, um, So that was that. But I also joined a Bible study about halfway through my time in Charlottesville. And um, there's nothing like the physical act of meeting with other people. And those people ended up um, really being a support for me during that time that I needed it. So it was scary to not know anybody, but still step out and kind of join something new. And uh, the benefits from it were just really really helpful. So that meeting new people combined with going to the people who already knew me really well. Yeah.
0: So one thing I'm learning as I talk to more and more authors and, uh, just understand them as writers is that most good writers and you are a very good writer are also good readers. Um, and that usually comes first. So what is your favorite book of all time that you've ever read and why?
1: Oh, that is such a hard question. Um, Okay. Well, the first, but but my favorite book is called These Is My Words. It's by Nancy Guthrie or Nancy E. Turner. I'm sorry. I love Nancy Guthrie too, but this is Nancy E. Turner. And I love it because my parents bought it for me when I was 14. And the dedication reads, for anyone who has ever stood alone on a hill in a storm. And if that does not resonate with a 14-year-old, I don't know what does. But um, it was it was the book that made me feel like I could become a writer. So that's why I loved it so much. Um, and I've read it almost every year after that. And um, I actually got to write to Nancy a few times, which was just amazing. But um, I've had a lot of favorite books since then. But I would say that's the first one that really um, – resonated with me on a deep level
0: oh yeah that's fantastic so just very quickly before we get you out of here um if somebody came up to you on the street and they're like oh you're Rachel Dimsky you wrote Anxiety Interrupted what's it about and why should I read it what would your response be to them
1: hmm. I would say that it is a book about asking hard questions and reconciling our theology with our everyday lives and I would say it's it's important to read because um, it's important to know that there is no place, no feeling, and no doubt that God cannot reach and no part of our lives that cannot be untouched by him.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, her book, Anxiety Interrupted, is a terrific read uh, for anybody struggling with anxiety or big questions, like Rachel said. And... It is available wherever books are sold. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so
1: much,
0: Will. Welcome, everybody, back into the Iron Stream podcast. You just heard our interview with Rachel Dimsky about her new book, Anxiety Interrupted, which came out in March. I was really impressed by... Rachel's honesty and how the book came about and uh, how her own individual struggles with the issue that she goes into so deeply uh, are affected by and informed by her relationship with the Lord. I've read a good bit of the book and it's just, her voice is really, really good. It's honest. It's very vulnerable in a good way. You get to see the inner workings of her struggle with anxiety, but also it's really applicable to pretty much any age level. think like I could give this to somebody in my small group in my congregation um, from people in my stage of life, all the way to been married for a while or you know are in high school. you know it, It's very versatile in the way that it can be used. So if you want to check out Rachel's book, it is available anywhere books are sold. This is the last episode of season one of the Iron stream podcast. Just wanted to take a minute to say how much I've enjoyed working with all of these authors. They're fantastic people and their work is also fantastic all the way back to episode one with Randy Hemphill and the restored man. We hope that you guys have enjoyed taking this journey along with us. There will be more. We're not exactly sure when, but there will be more episodes of the Iron stream podcast intermittently. And we will let you know when season two is about to debut. Thank you guys so much. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Iron Stream Podcast.